This is the Hartford Online Radio Network. 21st Century Audio. Delivered. On the horn.com. Broadcasting from Hartford, Connecticut, this is Open for Business, the podcast that explores all things business, entrepreneurship, technology, marketing, customer service, and making a few honest dollars for yourself. Bandwidth for On the Horn is provided by Amazon S3 servers. Amazon S3 is storage over the internet. Retrieve any amount of data at any time from anywhere on the web, highly scalable, reliable, secure, fast, and inexpensive, all from a name you trust, Amazon. For more information about Amazon S3 storage, visit aws.amazon.com. This is episode 46, the best companies, 45, this is the episode 45, the best companies to work for, I'm being told by the peanut gallery here, and the best cities to work in, plus why the $1 billion payout to Apple is Samsung Samsung's least worry, but it might even actually be good for them. I don't know if you guys heard the rest of the rumors around the Samsung Apple saga, but we can uh, talk about that in just a little bit. I'm Brian Parker. I'm joined by Zen Master Tommy Russo, co-owner of LNR Productions Full Service uh, Audio and Video Production House, LNRProductions.com. How are you, Tommy? I'm doing great this evening, Brian, and yourself? I'm just lovely, thank you. It's like a Hardy Boy mystery this evening, the case of the missing TV. The case of the missing TV, yeah, we're missing a TV, Uh, we have some equipment that's broken, (laughs) and uh, and Google just keeps sucking me out of my my Google Drive here, which is tough because I'm trying to read it and it keeps popping up a message saying, (laughs) you're signed out for security reasons. I'm like, what do you mean? Anyway. Uh, we're also joined by Ken Cook. Do you know Ken Cook? Ken, Tommy, Tommy. Uh, I met Ken. him once before. Yes, Brian, nice man to see you. Acclaimed author, speaker, Fortune 500 consultant, and contributor to Inc. Magazine. Now running PeerToPeerAdvisors.com. Check him out at PeerToPeerAdvisors.com. Hello, What's going Brian. on with you? I am refreshed and ready to go after a week's vacation. It's Feeling true. Good. That's right. You Feeling were going good. to go. You were going to do golf, Naps. food, nap, dinner. Yeah. Well, sometimes not the middle food, but golf, nap, dinner. Golf, nap, dinner. That's the main thing there. Yes. I love that vacation. It was a perfect vacation, and the weather was to die for. And a little Gershwin at Tanglewood on Friday night. Ah, Gershwin. All was good in the world. George and Ira. George, Ira, Mr. Lockhart, and the They're wonderful. And you know, Maureen McGovern sings like a nightingale. Didn't know anything about her until Friday night. I did not know that. I feel like Johnny... I did not know that. Now you do. Now you do. Uh, Our topic tonight, uh, what does it take to be the best and quickest? What does it take to be the best and the quickest way to get there? Uh, And a whole bunch more stuff. But first, Tommy is the man of quotes. And he's going to bring in... uh, He's going to quiz us on some quotes. Historical figures this time or who? I actually not so historical. I guess depends on how you want to look at it. Uh, but I thought Are that they I living would, or dead. Uh, one of each. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, but the one that's dead was recently dead. Okay. Uh, and the two guys are head-on competitors who have obviously excelled at, and there's a lot of people in the world that believe that they were the best or are the best, and that's Steve Jobs and yes. Bill Gates. Oh, right. this is from Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. Yeah. Oh, Battle this of the is Titans. Fun. Yeah, exactly. Anyone so, else read the Walter Isaacson book, or is that just me? I did, I did, okay. I did. Okay. That was a great book. Loved it. Anyway, here we go. So again, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates. Innovation distinguishes between a leader and a follower. One, One more time, for those that weren't paying attention, innovation distinguishes between a leader and a follower. And then the next one is, as we look ahead into the next century, leaders will be those who empower others. And one more time for that, as we look ahead into the next century, leaders will be those who empower others. Brian. I'm, I'm going to go with leaders empowering others as Bill Gates, because that seems more shifting. It seems more like something a leader would say. And I think Gates, for all of his flaws, is more of a leader than Steve Jobs, who was more of a bully. Well, I am going to agree with you, but for the attribution of innovation and jobs. Yes. Okay. E equally, equally fun. Yeah. Wow. There must be something with the moon, the stars, the sun. Are we right or wrong? No, you guys are right. Oh, cool. How often does that happen? Well, we, need, we need a sound effect when always, you both, both get it right. It always happens when I guess, Tommy. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed what Ken did there. <laughs> I let Brian go he went first. Go first because he has a terrible record. Thank you very I much. I have missed out in the last two weeks, but I'm back from vacation and refreshed. I was on board with that one. There you, there you go. There you go. Mm. Brilliant. That's our sound effect for being right. That's so, but it? using innovation distinguishes between a leader and a follower right. is our segue point to leading to the best. The best. Yeah, Ken. I'm going to bounce that ball into your court. We had a whole bunch of good articles that we were talking about this week and one of the ones that really struck me was one you contributed brian about the best cities in america yeah and yeah the ones yeah. that are growing as far as jobs are concerned right what struck me about it was the fact that the private sector is now outpacing the public sector in terms of job growth and it was reflected in the metropolitan areas, all of the government areas, uh, Fairfax, Virginia, uh, D.C., state capitals, all declining dramatically. But you take three predominant private industries, energy, technology, and manufacturing, mm -hmm. where they're based, tremendous growth. You had a, a city in Indiana, Columbus, Indiana, went from 265 to number three on the list. In what period of time? This was over a year. Wow. Yeah. Since the list that's was done last year. That's impressive. And from... And what um, was the magic potion that they employed? The manufacturing focus. I mean, uh, the auto industry, which was on the resurgence, and the fact that that's where the predominant number of jobs came from in the private sector, mostly through that Rust Belt area. A lot of Ohio cities grew. Uh, unfortunately, what wasn't working was New England, metropolitan New York area, Camden, Providence, Rhode Island, 64th out of 65. Really? Mm. Yeah, not good. Not good. No. No. So let me ask you, with this Columbus, Indiana, who is at the helm and what decisions 
did they make and how were those decisions influenced to be able to lead that town, that city? Or could it be just the opposite? Because it sounds like you're asking for a political leader. Yeah. And sometimes maybe the political leader just got out of the way. That was the, that was more the inclination for a lot of the growth was the politics got out of the way. Yeah. They they stripped away the restrictions, they stripped away the regulations, and they just let industry do what industry does, and that is promote growth in areas where companies uh, are making products that people want. But wouldn't that be in some ways someone at the helm saying, okay, I know what we need to do. We need to get the hell out of the way and allow these okay. people to to do what they do best because clearly we're clueless at this. Leadership by acquiesce. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's something to be said for that, at least in my mind. For every politician. Yeah, see, I don't know. See, to me, that sounds like, you know, you know, congratulating someone for, well, here's a great example. Baseball players will get bonuses if they don't take drugs. Okay, so if you go through this season without getting caught doping, you get $25,000 bonus or $50,000 bonus. And, and my thought is, well, you're not supposed to do that anyway. And now we have this, you know, political leader not doing something. Don't do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get in the way. And industry will, will grow around you. And, I, you know, I don't really know if that's, you know, I don't know. It feels annoying sometimes that these guys get in the way just because they have power. And they feel like if they don't do something, if innovation spurs up, they can't take any credit for it. The Forbes magazine and Forbes.com are the ones that did the study. And one of the other sectors where growth was dominant was the energy sector. Yeah. State of Texas had the largest number of cities where growth was for jobs was through the roof. Uh, Houston, Odessa, San Antonio, all of them down there were growing and growing dramatically. And one thing, I don't know a lot about Texas, other than I don't want to live there because it's too hot, but what I do know about Texas is that government absolutely loves to promote business in the state of Texas. And their mission in life is to make it easy for companies to do business in Texas. So the fact that the energy industry is one base there is, well, it was indic- that, that's a legacy from the oil fields of way back when. But it's just a growth market for jobs because uh, I, I think a lot of it has to do with luck. They just happen to be in the right place at the right time. And, you know, and that's, you know, that's really the measure of success. Preparation meeting luck. Yeah. You know, that's 99% perspiration, 1% luck. Is that what the old adage was? It is, but I think it's a lot more luck than that. I do, too. I frankly do. uh, To show you how luck comes to play, um, I read a book recently, uh, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. And if you recall when Jim Collins did Good to Great, he looked at 18 pairs of companies and compared the two companies in each pair and took management and leadership lessons from the companies that were doing well versus the companies that weren't. 
And unfortunately, after the book was published, shortly thereafter, all of the companies regressed to the mean. Yeah. The good ones went bad, and the bad ones went good. And the attribution that was most often accredited with the regression to the mean was luck. We just happened to have the right product. Our market was in the right place. Things were growing. Well, I think in this day and age, that becomes a more dominant factor. And the reason for that, at least in my mind, is that the rapidity of change is at an all-time high. We've never, we've yeah. never in our history seen things change so quickly. So you can be, I'll use a term for that athletes use, you can be in the zone in this particular moment and literally a week later no longer be in the zone. Yeah. There's, um, we also did not just uh, what, what city or town or wherever was a great place to work, but also what company was. Yeah. What was also fascinating about this was the number of employees at each one of these places. Um, what fascinated you there? Well, here's what fascinates me. Uh, do you guys know, you know what KPMG is? The yeah. accounting? Yep. Let's take KPMG. Uh, let's take Starbucks. And let's take Google. How many... Uh, which one of those three do you think has the most employees? KPMG, uh, Starbucks, or Google? Google. I'm going to vote Starbucks. Starbucks. Starbucks is correct. Now, here's the interesting thing. 109,000 employees in the United States. In Starbucks. In Starbucks. 109,000? Okay, got it. KPMG, 20,000. Take a gander at how many employees at Google. I'm obviously not in tune, so I have no idea. 18,000. Really? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. Google also ranks the number one uh, place to uh, to work. To work. Right. Which is great. And it looks like they were there last year, too, hmm. uh, which is very cool. Wegmans Foods. Love that. We go down there when we're in Pennsylvania. So do we. Edward Jones, that baffles me. Why? Edward Jones is scary. I don't know if you've ever talked to anyone that works at Edward I've just Jones. Seen their ads. It's very cult like. Is it? And like they have like rallies and stuff and mm. it's very it's it's very culty to me. It doesn't really work for me. Well clearly it works for those that work there though. Mm. So it must be something said for that. Let's go back to Google though for a yeah. second. For them to be able to do this two years in a row, if if indeed you're reading the tea leaves correctly here. Um, and going back to what I said a few minutes ago, that it's tough to stay in the zone. What are these guys doing? Because things are changing, and certainly that industry and the industries that they represent and the competition yeah. that comes in and goes and all that, how are they managing to be able to you know, have the crown two consecutive years? What's, what's that culture there? I th here's my perception of it. Um, and, of course, once you get to the Wegmans food, this perception goes right in the toilet. But... Google is on the cutting edge. When you're on the cutting edge of technology or whatever industry it is, uh, it's, it's easier to have a clear mission and a lot of drive because you're, you know, new discovery. It's part of, like, you know, the DNA of, of human beings. And they also give a lot um, as far as the atmosphere of their uh, employees, you know, to, yeah. to work at, you know, if you need if you need a cot to sleep in to take a nap, knock yourself out. 
go ahead. You want free food? You want free lunch? Go ahead. Have it. We understand that you're working your tail off. And if you need a, you know, a few amenities, that's fine. Go crazy. You know, get it done. You want a gym? Great. Here's a gym. You need daycare in, you know, in the area, in the office? Done. They know that they have such an important mission yeah. of new discovery that they're willing to spend a little extra on their employees. They still, you know, they still pay them very well. On the flip side, not everyone can work at Google because, you know what? A lot is expected of you. You can't, there's no hiding at Google. There's no hiding. You're empowered and you're accountable by yeah. the same time. And and that's the thing that I, I, I think misses uh, greatly with, uh, you know, with state government. I'll say Connecticut in particular. Zero accountability for anybody. Yeah. The buck never stops getting passed, ever. And I think the other thing, and you, you hit on the heart of it, Brian, great companies enable their people to do meaningful work. Not for themselves, not meaning the company, but meaningful work for me. This work is meaningful to me. This is something yeah. I yeah. feel good about. I feel, and Wegmans. I mean, my sister-in-law and brother live down near Wegmans, and every time we visit them in PA, the same as you, we yeah. stop in. Yeah. Her term for Wegmans is Mecca, as far yeah. as she's concerned. <laughs> I'm going to Mecca. I. It is, without a doubt, the finest. Gro is it a grocery store? It's a grocery store plus. It's a grocery, yeah. And, no, and the and best Wegmans I've ever been in. But that's the, that's the difference there in, you know, when I was saying cutting edge. I don't really know how cutting edge of, I mean, maybe they're cutting edge of supermarket. Maybe I just don't know the industry. But, but it's not really, like, they just, they everything's done nicely, and they have their employees buy into this idea of customer service and doing yeah. things uh, in a certain way that makes the experience of grocery shopping not feel like the experience of grocery shopping. And I don't right. think the cutting edge is the attribute. I think it's meaningful work. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that Google does it in a cutting edge field is fabulous. And it attracts people who like to do meaningful work that is on the bleeding edge. Yeah. Now, there are some other surprises here. Um, Qualcomm, number seven, which is very really? good. But Qualcomm. Telco? Ugh. Really? Yeah. Like, what a bummer industry that, like, you know, you're not laying, you know, any more sophisticated line down or anything like that. And if you were, it would be a... But mobile's exploding. I know, but that's silly because mobile shouldn't be, you know, we should be doing satellite phones by now. But you know what I'm saying? I, I don't think the best place to work is a function of what the work is. Point well made. Okay. I think the best place to work is a function of the environment you're working in. And, the, the and, and that could certainly do it. Men's Warehouse is an interesting uh, uh, appearance here. Number 13 on the list. Well, I think it's, mm. that's, that's terrific. First of all, a George Zimmerman guy. What a voice <laughs> on that guy. Guaranteed. <laughs> you're going to like the way you look. Guaranteed. I it. <laughs> God of mercy. I just want to. Oh. Um, that's a gravel. But I would, say, I would say I am very impressed with when you go into Men's Warehouse and you get the guy who is going to wait on you. And my immediate, because I'm, I'm a jackass, my immediate impression is, all right, this guy, 
like, what is he doing? Like making 15 bucks an hour. He's going to help me buy a suit. <laughs> what are you kidding me? But you know what? The guy looks and says, what are you looking for? He asks the right questions. And then I love what they do here. They lay out the suit. They get other dress shirts for you. Yep. They get matching ties, belts. Every time I go in there to Men's Warehouse, and again, I'm a, not only am I a jackass, I'm a sucker, I end up spending like $500. Yeah. It's like I buy like outfits and outfits and outfits. But that is something I actually, I'm okay with that. That's one of those places where I'm like, I know I'm getting schmoozed to spend a little more, <laughs> and I'm kind of okay with it. This men's warehouse, too. That kills me, too. But think Man. about it. Think about an industry that there's a lot of people that say with casual Fridays and casual lifestyle, yep. an industry that has been in trouble for a long time, and yet it still posts up well on this list. And it goes yep. back to what you've been saying, Ken, right along. It yep. has to do with the culture and the meaningful work. Yep. And and I believe the main thing is who's ever in charge of hiring has a filtration system. Maybe that's not the best way to articulate it, but yeah. they know that they're bringing in the kinds of people that they know are going to take great care of their customers. Absolutely. And another great book is one called The Progress Principle by Teresa Mable out of Harvard. And it's all about teens that do great things. An extensive study of teens throughout corporate America across like a seven, eight year period. And the number one thing that came out of it was the best performing teams had meaningful work. They did stuff that they wanted to do. And that makes a difference. That's the $15 an hour guy who makes you look good, Brian. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm curious, is Nordstrom's on, on that? Nordstrom's is. I had I just actually closed it because I was going to move on. But Nordstrom's was on there a little bit further down, maybe like eight or nine hmm. spots further down. And I will say, um, you know, great for Nordstrom's. Um, but I, And I was in Nordstrom's yesterday, in fact. Not the same experience. Really? Not the same experience at Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's, I feel icky. Uh, beautiful clothes. And I've bought stuff from there. I buy a lot of Joseph Abood suits from there. Great. I like it. I like the clothing. I don't like the experience. Really? Experience, yeah. And their tailors, from my experience, the tailors are horrendous. And they use like that cheap, uh, like clear, it's not even thread. It's like almost like light fishing line to do all the hemming and stuff. Oh. I just, yeah. Because huh. certainly their reputation, the buzz about them, is that they've got some of the best customer service in their industry well, they hire entrepreneurs uh, explicitly they state yeah. that's who we hire yeah because they want people who run their own book of business the the majority of the compensation for a nordstrom employee is commission and which maybe i don't know how you know men's warehouse works but maybe that's the problem is that you go in there and it feels like Feels like I'm getting taken advantage of and I'm not being treated well. You know? Being pushed to buy something, buy You're something, being buy something. Sold please, as opposed please buy to, something, buy something. Yeah. You know, my kid's gotta eat. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right here. That's the mistake of selling versus allowing someone to buy something. And even if people aren't conscious of it, they are they are unconsciously aware that there is a desperation component. Without a doubt. Absolutely. We suss stuff out right. real fast. Exactly. What did you want to say about the Tommy Friedman um, New York Times post here? Oh, 
one of the best articles I've read in a while. It's all about a company. It, as Friedman opened it, when he <laughs> hears insane comments about things going on in the world. <laughs> You're not going to read that, are you? No. Okay, good. <laughs> when he hears insane comments about things going on in the world, what he likes to do for comfort is to go to the innovators and the entrepreneurs and see what they're doing. Found this company out right near Boston Airport called Rethink Robotics. And what they do is they build robots that basically do the mundane tasks that a lot of people get paid minimum wage to do. And it's a silly waste of talent. It's a silly waste of every resource. And you plug a robot in there. And as they said, we make them cheap, easy to use, and safe. Yep. And they plug the robots in and they do the mundane tasks. What I loved about the article, and Tommy and I were talking about this earlier, Rethink Robotics is the company of the future. They, The design team includes Bruce Blumberg, who is the product manager, was the product manager for the Apple Laser Writer, as well as 75 other experts from Shortlist, Russia, Georgia, Venezuela, Egypt, Australia, India, Israel, Portugal, Britain, Sri Lanka, United States, and China. Hmm. Shortlist. They don't talk about outsourcing. They don't talk about insourcing. They don't talk about any of that. All they talk about is putting a good team together. And this, as Friedman writes, is the company of the future. Forget about outsourcing. In today's hyper-connected world, there is no in and no out. There's only good, better, and best. And if you don't assemble the best team you can from everywhere, your competitor will. Mm -hmm. That, to me, says a ton. Bullseye. I, I agree. I am a big supporter of uh, of that uh, first who then what philosophy of Jim Collins, and uh, I've actually I've I've wanted to start a company, uh, not knowing what the company was going to be. Just call it something like Brian's know, Place. Yeah, ABCD Inc. Hmm. And just get together some minds that I like. Yeah. You're like, what do you think we should do? Absolutely. <laughs> what do you think we should make some money? How much, do we, how much do we want to make? You know, like start really start with that end in mind. Like, who do you? What company? What publicly traded company do we want to sell to? I I want to sell to Facebook since they pay people billions of dollars for their company. Mean, meaningful work, Brian. Meaningful. Meaningful work. work. But so you know, like I mean, I think that would be fun if we really did do like a. Just oh, start from there. You are so utilitarian. I really am. <laughs> um, Where, how much money do we want to make? I love that. How much money do we want to make? Start with the end in mind. Oh, what kind of yacht yeah, do I want? Uh, Apple, by the way, in a very quick decision by the jury, wins the Two Apple days, Samsung. Right? Yeah, I mean, day and a half, I think. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, Samsung loses. They have to pay $1 billion. And how many of their products do they have to stop? Well, I think what's going to happen is it's going to be none, and they have to pay Apple some royalties on each sale. That's huge. From going forward. That's a point I'm going to get to in a second. Okay. So, one, Samsung loses, pays a billion dollars. Two, Google looks over at this ruling and says... Uh-oh. <laughs> I got an Android that looks like an iPhone. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> um, 
but even worse for Samsung was the billion dollars nothing that they had to pay in cash. How about the $12 billion of market capitalization that disappeared? 36 hours gone from yeah. their stock. Shoom, wiped away. What percent was that? Uh, that's a that's a pretty good percent. Yeah. Uh, you want me to find out? Just I don't to, have it here. That's okay. It's a lot. Um, yeah, Google, I think, is shuddering at the idea of Steve Jobs, who said he will go nuclear. No, he said thermonuclear. Thermonuclear, which, I mean, nuclear is pretty bad. Thermonuclear, that's like, you know. That's like a lot of Just H. in case you already just drank a little iced tea or something to cool you off, thermonuclear, that'll get you. Yeah. So here's the other thing I want to know, though. Is this good for Samsung? Could this actually be really, 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 really good for Samsung? Because now they have paid this fine. Yeah, they got whapped with uh, $12 billion. Now, perspective-wise, it's not like, I don't know what percentage is, but it's not like that's 50% of their capitalization. I mean, they're a huge company. They make you know refrigerators yeah. and stuff. Um, but now the world is looking at this and says, Ooh, Samsung makes something that's exactly like the iPhone. And it's half the price. Hmm. Hmm. A judge just said, a judge and jury just said that the Samsung product is just as good and works just the same way as an Apple product. You think Samsung's saying, okay, well, that's where we're going to go with this. We're going to be that's not iPhone but cheaper. I didn't get that. I think they're going to do the Me Too but cheaper route with no, this. No, I got Samsung stole technology. Right. Of how it works, right? But not in total. I mean, this their phone is not a duplicate of the iPhone, is it? I've never handled a Samsung, so I'm asking genuinely. It's very similar. Is it? I mean, it's not. I mean, the operating system works a little differently. And some of the way you manipulate stuff. I mean, essentially, you, there, there's a place to buy stuff. Yep. You know, we call this the App Store, and the other one is called, uh, well, on Google Phones, it's called the Google Play app. Uh, I forget what the Samsung one is. And you go in there, and you browse, and you search for stuff, and you download it to your phone. I mean, the, the actions are pretty much the same. And they have tiles with little icons that you swipe back and forth. And... You know, you call someone by pushing the, you know, virtual buttons on some gorilla glass. You really think they can get away with the same but cheaper? I think they can. I, I How, think. All right, yeah. let me I ask think it's it probably been there. Yeah. How long do you think the tag of thief will be stuck on Samsung? I think that will only be stuck on people who are very, um, who want to stick the tag of thief. I think someone who's walking down the street and says, geez, my cell phone is busted. It's six years old. I should really go get a new one. And I don't want to dedicate, you know, six hours to researching this. I'm just going to go down to my Verizon store and get one that looks good. I'm not even sure they realize if they're holding a Samsung device or a or a Google device, or whatever. Uh, a Nokia. I mean, I think they know BlackBerry. You think that? I don't think they... You know, I... I For the enthusiast, yes. 
But I think the average Joe out there is just wants a cool looking phone. And if now they hear that the you know Samsung products are just as good as Apple, uh, okay. As connected as people are today, and as much as the phone is now an extension of virtually everyone's arm, yeah, uh, I think they're much more discriminating. I think that is a truly researched buy. Really? Yeah. I really You don't do. think people just like walk down to the store and buy phones? No, and not unless they're Apple-phobes and they'll just go out and buy Apple, period. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with that on Ken's part. I am. I, I, and, and I base that on who knows how many conversations over the years I've had of people you know, making a decision to buy a phone and doing the research and talking yeah. to 15 yeah. friends and going online, going down to the store, trying them out. I, I think Ken... Is on yeah. target. It's on not that. a throwaway buy because you, the most people figure I'm going to have this for three to five years. I wonder where if Samsung came up on that list of best companies to work for. Hmm. Let me think here. Did they? Do, 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 do. I don't I, know. I bet they did. I'm curious Who on the list if they're all U.S. based businesses. Nordstrom's. What's Quick Trip? Deloitte, Genetech, Mayo, Starbucks. They're all U.S.-based businesses. Yeah, it looks like a Publix. Publix yeah. is another great food store. A little more pedestrian yeah. than uh, Wegmans. Yeah. Uh, Bright Horizons Family Solutions, whatever that is. Booze a What's Booze Allen Hamilton? That sounds familiar. I just don't recognize it. Th that's a county? Wow, 24,000 accountants. Yikes. No, but it might be just a. Uh, it, you're right. It might be just a, a U.S. Yeah, a U.S. list. There are uh, there are qualities, characteristics I found of what people call a great company, and I'm going to quiz you to see if something's missing. So you're working at a company, and you think this company is great, and why do you think this company is great? And I, and I think there's a quality, a big quality. I think the number one quality is missing here. So let, let me uh, read these five to you. Ambition of the company. Mm -hmm. uh, good customers. Not only plentiful, but also people that really enjoy your product. Focus of the company. Execution, in other words, you know, when something happens, it happens. Yep. You get it done. And inspiration, all very good qualities for whatever. I mean, you could pick out any positive adjectives, I think, and, and, and that would be fine for me. Yeah. But I think there's one huge one missing, huge one. Leadership. Could be leadership. Could be something else. Money. Oh, you're getting really close. But yes, money. Got to have that's capital. The, the, that's, sort of, that, that's sort of where I'm going. Got to have capital. Gotta what do you think? Cash flow. I'm I'm thinking it's um, it it's related to money as well, but it has more to do with opportunity, profit. I like you know what? Combine those two and come up with maturity, which is what I was thinking of, which is kind of a blend between there. Like I want to make sure I have a stable paycheck. Yeah. And I want to make sure that there's some kind of opportunity for me to grow. To grow. Absolutely. You don't get no, no one is going to say, "Boy, you know, I really wish I could." I could work at Instagram with 13 people on the high-flying shot that, A, I get a paycheck, B, we sell out for a billion dollars, or C, we all go down in a ball of flames. So maturity equals mitigated risk. 
Maturity equals mitigated risk. Yes, I like okay. that. Okay. I, I'll buy into it. I just wanted to confirm I heard you correctly. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's probably the number one. I mean, really, if I was going to go work somewhere, I, I think you're right. Escalation of my career. Where am I going? Yeah. You know, I'm on a path yeah. here. I, 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 don't, I might not need to get to the very top, but, you know, let me sniff around at the, some of the upper levels. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and it's, it's got to have a steady paycheck. I mean, that's, you know, and if it doesn't have a steady paycheck, I'll, I'll continue to do this nonsense. And, <laughs> and as <laughs> granola-ish as this might sound, I think that it, it has also to do with contribution, meaning as an employee, you're going to allow me to contribute. Yeah. You know, that, I'm, that my thoughts and ideas are meaningful in one way or another. Taking us full circle here, aren't you? Yes, I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But, you know, that's what, isn't that what it's about? It so is. Many, so many words. And I have to believe that the vast majority of the working population wants to know that, whether they're running their own business or they're working for the man. And that was another thing that Friedman pointed out. I mean, a lot of people think the technological advancements eliminate jobs. And truth be told, they do. But they eliminate predominantly bad jobs. I agree. And people adjust. Yeah. Businesses adjust, and better jobs are born. And I think that's where the progress comes from. I think progress, this gets back to your ambition, your uh, focus on the customer, all of those attributes that you went through, Brian. Right, right, right. I mean, those are the kinds of things that great companies zero in on and they don't concern themselves so much with uh, maintaining a workforce as much as they concern themselves with a workforce that maintains a customer base. Yeah, think uh, about like th think about what uh, you know they call them administrative assistants now, but the traditional role of the secretary was pretty much answer the phone and type. Hmm. How many people do you think just answer the phone and type at Google? None. I, I I probably said th there's probably a few. I I would bet, but probably to say none, none have typing as the requirement. There might be a lot of receptionists just because they get you know call volumes or whatever, but that's not really the secretary. But like secretaries, you know, all right, type this up. My bet is that the number of people that do the job you just described is equal to the number of people that have a chief as part of their title. Chief marketing, chief executive, chief learning, whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, it and could they be, need yeah. an administrative assistant to handle the. But a true traffic. admin, yeah. See, but that's the difference for me between an admin. Like I have a, I don't even know what the hell to call her. She's sort of like, she's sort of like my right hand. Yeah, you know, and every once in a while, yeah, I'll give her something to say. All right, can you type this up? Can you do this? But really, I mean, you know, she's doing way higher level stuff and i could type it up too but i gotta run out and it's gotta be out in a certain time and da, da, da. you know that's the kind of typing that, that i need someone to do i don't need someone just to be fast on the keys yeah which is what people used to say how many words per minute who cares does anyone actually ask that anymore how many words per minute you need someone who can meaningfully contribute right and she does that for you uh, and I would hope that she will say the same. There is another um, cultural issue that I love seeing in uh, 
and I put this up on the uh, on the Google group uh, of uh, companies, and that's how they do uh, that review process. You know, you Ooh, hate the, that the review process. Bad. You don't like the re- you don't like it when companies review. I don't like the process companies used. Most companies used to review. Oh, okay, that could be. I think reviews are necessary, but this is very. Um, this is a very simple diagram of the alignment of the process of reviewing. And it also doesn't allow anyone to escape review, which is great. Mm-hmm. So it has, you know, suppliers on one end, customers on the other. So the suppliers push whatever they are onto your company. And you say, hey, you know what would be great suppliers is if... You could give this to me X, Y, Z way. Okay? Yep. And if you did that, that I would, I would like that. Being your customer, I would really like that. Yeah. And then that moves back, you know, up the chain, and someone ahead of you that you're passing a little project on says, wow, this is great, but you know what? Could we tweak this even a little bit more? Yep. And then they pass it on to their boss or their salesperson or whatever who's presenting it to your either your distributor or your customer. Yep. And then the process repeats itself by your customers saying, oh, this is just what we wanted, but we were thinking about moving in this direction. Can you make one that looks like this? And then your salesperson goes back to the internal guy and says, let me find out, can we make one that looks like this? Then you talk to your supplier, can we make one that looks like this? And I just, I love that sort of very simple circle because... Not you know you get it from one end of the you're talking to your suppliers about what you need, but you realize your humility because you ha- you have customers too that you have to ask what are your needs. Right. I'm happy to fulfill those. I got a quiz then. Sure. For the simplicity of that circle, yeah. what do you think is the number one contributing factor to it not working? The number one contributing factor to it not working is probably, well, there's two of them, but there's a funny one and a non-funny one. The uh, afraid to go to your customer and say, how can I do better? Uh, That would be mine, at least. Tommy? I'm going to simply say lack of participation. Poor communication. Oh, for sure. Poor communication. (laughs) Oh, he looks forlornly. (laughs) <laughs> fill the audience in. Nah. Should we fill the audience in? Why? I'm... What? What's going? Well, um... Poor Brian is forlornly looking over his shoulder at his missing TV, wondering where the gremlins went. We have two flat panel TVs. One missing. Sorry, we had two flat panel TVs. <laughs> Strike that. And uh, we only have one now. Yes. And uh, someone in the office decided that it would look better somewhere other than my studio. You know, we have a bunch of interns that uh, kind of traipse their way through, you know, one semester to the next. And almost without exception, I will share with them in regards to the last portion of our conversation that most employers are looking for people that not only can wear many hats, but more importantly, enjoy wearing many hats. Yep. And that, I think, is the key, one of the keys to success in this day and age is that, like your admin that you're talking about, yeah. she is able to do 20 different things. And it makes it impossible to say, 
this is what her job, t- you know, description is, job title is, because she is as verse versatile right. as can be. I think that's key in this day and age. Yeah. Did we finish already? We're we're finishing already. My God. I know. It was fast, wasn't it? You know what I noticed? You probably don't want me to mention this, do you? I didn't read any commercials. You didn't read any commercials. I kind of did that on purpose. Well, that's that's Uh exciting. It's very exciting. (laughs) Hey, thank you all for listening. And we couldn't have done this without our sponsors. Amazon.com, the accounting firm of Budwitz and Meyer Jack, Deepwater Seafood of Avon, and CentralCTDental.com. Special thanks to the chat room moderator, Evan Richards. We are closing up shop for this week. But join us next Tuesday night when we will once again be open for business. We'll see you. Cheers. Take care.